I'm David S. Dawson from the Intellectual Podcast, a show that spotlights creatives from all walks of life. Part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other incredibly geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. Welcome to episode 189 of Better Podcasting. On this show, we discuss the level of effort you can expect to make your podcast. In this week's Better Podcasting download, we chart the seas of iHeartRadio podcasts. And finally, in this week's Better Podback, we run down some podcaster feedback, including a discussion about editing that actually inspires today's featured segment. Lauren, start the show now. SP is lakeside, and he's got to get his tan back on. Welcome to Better Podcasting, a show where we talk about podcast tips, tools, and best practices to help you succeed with your podcast. What makes us different? Well, just like you, we podcast purely out of the love and fun of it. Podcasting is our hobby, and we recognize that it's yours too. We always encourage your questions and feedback, and you can find all of our contact information at betterpodcasting.com. Here's your host for the show, Stephen John Drew and Stargate Pioneer. Welcome to an all-new episode of Better Podcasting. I am Stephen John Drew, and I am pleased to say that he may be lakeside, as I mentioned in the pre-roll, but yes, SP is here, and he is doing another remote edition of Better Podcasting. I am. The lake is 100 feet behind me right now. You just can't tell because, well, there's a whole, you know, house in between me and the lake. But yes, it's 100 feet that way. And I've been enjoying the past weekend and this week. And we decided we wanted to do a better podcasting for everybody just to keep things rolling. And I thought, you know, today it's going to be a good day to do this because it's raining. And so it all just worked out. And what we also work out every week is a How I Say My Podcast story. This is the segment where we ask you, our listeners, to go ahead and chime in. Tell us how you saved your podcast so that we can go ahead, share with the class, and that everybody can learn from what your mistakes were, but more importantly, what your genius was to save your podcast and get that thing up and running and published and out of here I actually have a couple of How I Save My Podcast stories, but today we're only going to go through one. Yes, this is me. This is SP, and it's Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. again. This is the podcast I do with Lauren and Haley and Michelle, and we do the podcast predominantly on the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show over on ABC. It's a Marvel Comic Universe podcast, and here's the thing. So we started the podcast a couple of weeks ago, and I also live stream it to YouTube. And right now I'm using Hangouts on Air, which, yes, I know it's going to go away soon, but I record it on OBS and then I edit it and then I put it up on YouTube as the edited final version later. Well, there's one problem with that, Stephen. I didn't hit record on OBS as Lauren was doing the cold opening. <gasps> for shame, SP. I'm so, so sorry to hear that you lost your entire episode and that that episode has been gone to the abyss and thus you did not save your podcast story. And this is your first How I Failed Miserably podcast story that we've had on here. I've had plenty of How I Failed Miserably stories, but that is not the segment. The segment is how I saved the podcast, and that's exactly what we did. So I discovered it wasn't recording. I did a final check as we were going. OBS was not recording. So I hit record on OBS while she was talking during the cold opening. And I asked her, Hey, Lauren, could you do that again? I wasn't recording. And she said, sure enough. And actually that's in the outtakes for that episode a couple of weeks ago. So she went and redid it. And then I didn't have to worry about editing that would have taken. So I could have edited it in later in post, but it takes a long time because my template's not in movie studio. So it would have taken a long time to do that fade in, fade out between her and then the actual template as it was going along. So you know what? Just redoing it, save the podcast. So that's how you can save your podcast sometimes. You actually ask your co-host or yourself or your guests to do a retake. Yeah, and that's a real good thing to do if you can catch that because 
it is something that it is much, much easier to handle it right there. And then it's more consistent as far as audio quality goes, because people are generally talking the same in that section. If you do it like 45 minutes later, it can be a problem. Um, and also, it's just a heck of a lot easier to do what SP said, which is basically have her redo it. And you're just cutting out other stuff as opposed to trying to artificially put those um, variables and those different factors together. Even if it's an audio only show, if you're going and you're having to move something from one area to another or grab in a whole other file because you're now using a backup, it's a lot more work as opposed to just sticking with your one file and uh, chopping off the excess. So I think that that was a very smart move, SP and... Oh, I see what you've done here. You've saved us. You've shared a story where I am praising you. I see what that was. It's just wonderful when I can trick you into that happening. And a listener, if you want to get in on the fun of tricking Steven to say good job, then go ahead and send us your How I Save My Podcast story. We already have a listener that is trying to send a How I Save My Podcast story into us. We wanted to use it this week. We'll probably try to use it next week. And if you want to get in on that action, you can send it to us at podcast at betterpodcasting.com. That's our email address. You can get a hold of us on Twitter at betterpod is our Twitter account, or you can hit us up on our Discord server, and that's betterpodcasting.com slash Discord. Just get a hold of us, and we will arrange a way for you to get your audio or video file into us. A second ago, SP mentioned our Discord server. Well, we actually recently had a discussion this past week on our Discord server about some production practices. And that topic and discussion focused around the concept of time needed for production. And if there is one thing that SP and I try to stress when people are thinking of starting a podcast or a new podcast, it's to consider the insane amount of time that putting together a podcast takes to do. It's really easy for people to underestimate how much time it really takes to podcast, and thus it can be a little daunting when you're starting podcasting or starting a new podcast. There's also, though, an unrelated statement that is uh, often said in podcasting, which is if you build good content, that's the key to getting listeners to your show. Well, what exactly is good content? So for today's discussion, we're going to talk about the idea a little bit of creating content that takes a little bit of work to put into the production of the show. And that's what we want to analyze today. How much time does it really take to put together a well-produced episode of a podcast? We're going to run through a variety of different steps that people might go when you are wanting to produce a piece of content and and what exactly is involved along the way for one individual episode. And the idea behind this is that we can kind of not only for new listeners, encourage them to think a little bit about the time involved, but for those people who have existing podcasts, if you're thinking about maybe going a little different route with an episode uh, that you've been or you're about to do maybe a different style, you can think a little bit about some of the variables that might change as you start that journey. SP, why don't you kick us off with your favorite part of all podcasting? <laughs> My favorite part of all podcasting would have to be recording, but we're not going to start there. We're going to start with the preparation stage of podcasting. Once again, what we're talking about here is just the level of effort, the time it's going to take to do these things. We've spoken about all of these facets before, but we are going to talk about them specifically with how much time it is going to take you to do so that you can properly prepare yourself just as you would properly prepare your podcast for the mental space it's going to take in order to keep a podcast sustained, maintained, and growing. So preparation is the first step that we're going to talk about. We could actually enter in any step in the cycle here, but we're going to start with the preparation here. And before you even get started on creating an episode, you'll have to come up with the concept of that episode. Now, depending on your type of show, this could vary widely. And you might have to filter through a list of ideas that you brainstormed. If it's a topical-based podcast, say like it Better Podcasting, when we do a main segment every week, you might have to sort through news like we do on the GunnaGeek.com show, 
where we do a news segment at the beginning where each of us talk about at least one news item in our area that we want to talk about. So you're going to have to sort through that, or you might have to brainstorm a general plot section for a story. Perhaps you're doing an audio drama or a skit or something like that. So you need to begin by identifying what general overall concept was going to be for that episode that you are going to actually record. Once you've got that concept, you will need to spend time actually developing the content itself. This is all in the preparation stage. So do you need to write a script? It that doesn't matter if you're an audio drama or a podcast like Better Podcasting or perhaps a TV review show like Legends of Shield or Starling Tribune. It doesn't matter if you're doing a scripted version of a podcast, you're going to have to write that script. Are you simply adding a discussion point in a document? This is largely what we do with our TV review podcasts on the guineageek.com network. We don't script anything out, but we write points on our show documents that we want to make sure that we cover in the discussion, but it's more of a free-flowing panel discussion, so it's not an actual script. Or are you adding in stage directions for a multi-host style of show? This is something that we do on Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., There is a bunch of stage directions in there. There's different facets of the show that we change up week to week, different things that different people say, or perhaps it is a segue or something like that. Or maybe there's pre-planned jokes. Now, we don't do pre-planned jokes on Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., but if you do them on your podcast or a comedy podcast, you're going to have to actually put those in there as well. For me, I actually don't have pre-planned jokes, but I do pre-script when they're supposed to laugh at my attempted jokes. That's what I do for my podcast, because otherwise there will be no laughter. Chris and I don't laugh at anything you say, Stephen. That's fair. (laughs) Yep. And there is perhaps other things that you're going to have to do at this stage. For example, if you're doing an interview, are you going to have to record clips to play back? Or if you are running into coordinating schedules, recording the clips, the interview itself, etc. Are you going to have to do some pre-prep work like technical walkthroughs, coordination, etc.? You know, sometimes on better podcasting, and I say sometimes because it's really all the time, we actually meet a half an hour to an hour beforehand. We get all of the preparation done of what we're going to talk about in the show. And if you have to do that at another date, say you're doing a live show, like in front of other people, you want to do that walkthrough maybe before you get to the club or the theater or wherever you're doing that live show. So that's going to be some time that you spend into the preparation of your episode. Is there any other preparation that you can possibly do? Yeah. If you have to research a subject further, I'll give you some examples. Like I said before, the news points that we do on the Gunna Geek or you want to read into the history of a topic, for instance. I just listened to a podcast on the spookiness of the Queen Mary. There was a lot of research that went into that, and that was kind of a haunted horror podcast there. If you are like me, and you have a terrible time pronunciating names, then you'll want to actually spend some time listening to the names being said on some YouTubes or something like that. You want to get to know what is the correct way to produce somebody's name because that's the one thing that's terrible to get bad and that is the pronunciation of somebody's name and i do it all the time and i apologize to everybody (laughs) i do too it's so bad i wish i did not have that lack of brain power to my speech center in order to get the names read correctly and if you want to further support websites or you want to get different website support material for your topic. You have to research into that. And if you want to look into and test services, for instance, like I just did on Better Podcasting episode 187, where I talked about the online recording services, that was actually a lot of preparation work. There are some episodes of Better Podcasting that the preparation work takes months. And you guys don't see all that because we don't lay it out for you. But some of the topics that we do takes months of preparation for one one hour episode. And that was kind of one of them that we did just a couple of weeks ago. And you might have to watch or read or listen to whatever you're actually reviewing. If you're a music podcast and you're reviewing bands or songs, then you're definitely going to have to listen to them. If you're 
a TV review podcast, like we are on Starling Tribune or Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., you're going to actually have to watch the episode, although Chris on The Walking Dead has a history of not watching the episodes before he actually podcasts on them. It's a little funny side note there. Or if you are looking into movies, you want to watch those. Or if you're reviewing books or articles or something like that, you actually have to read the material before you get on the podcast. And then any other research that's relevant to the topic, you'll have to go into. For instance, last week on Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., Lauren did a lot of research into the historic naming of one of the characters because it was relevant to the topic. She did actually a lot of research into that. How much research was it for her? She goes down the YouTube or the Wikipedia rabbit hole quite a bit. So I'd say maybe half an hour to 45 minutes would be an easy answer to that. And that's just all time that adds up. And then if you have to do any rehearsals, now I'm not talking about walkthroughs. I mean like full-blown rehearsals of your show. If you're doing a live show, just like you would in theater, like you were in high school, right? You put on a play or something like that. You don't just show up that one night and you do the play for the first time. No, you have dry run after dry run after dry run after dry run. And then you might have a friends and family night, but then you have your opening night and so if you're doing a podcast like that, like you're going to do over and over again in different cities, like a comedy routine, you're going to have to have that done before you actually podcast. Once again, all these steps take time. And while they will vary in the time that they take between whatever show or type of show that you're doing, they will add up and they will take time to produce in an episode. So these are just considerations that you're going to have to take into account as you move forward. Now, that is just the preparation stage, Stephen. There's another stage after that. Yeah, the next one is the recording section. First, before you actually get to the key recording, you'll actually have to find a time to record. This can actually be an effort in itself, because especially if you're having to coordinate with somebody. But if that somebody is not a regular person that you're coordinating with, that can take even more time. If you think of all of the different steps involved with finding time alone, you will quickly realize how much time that even takes. For example, you have to discuss what communication is necessary, especially if you're having a guest. Yes, this is considered part of prep, but we wanted to mention it here in recording because it is something that's tied to the recording process that you need to make sure you have all of your ducks in a row before you're actually ready to even hit that record button. This, again, very important if it is somebody that is not regularly a part of your podcast. Another thing is, do you have any gear that you need to set up for the recording process? Are you having to physically move equipment? Are you having to clear off memory cards or maybe format new ones? Do you have to dial in your levels in order to make sure that they're set up with your current position. Maybe you record in a different location each week, or maybe it's just the fact that when you moved your equipment last week, you bumped a couple of knobs. You need to remember that this is going to take you time in order to even get that set up to where you want to be, and especially if it's the first time that you're using that recording gear. Anytime you go and you put a new piece of gear into the mix, Make sure you allocate extra time for the recording process because it is going to go wrong. But now that it's actually time to hit record, the question is, do you have everything that you need in order to do this? Do you have your prep notes pulled out and ready? Do you have something that you can take notes if you need to take notes? Have you filled up your liquids like your water? If you've got kids, maybe you've gone and you've set them up with some form of entertainment while you go and record, or maybe you need to go and lock your kids up. Oh, sorry, uh, that's lock the dog up. Uh, is your garage door closed? Yes, this is something that Stargate Pioneer has had happen before where we've been about to record and he's like, I love my garage door open, gotta go do that. So of course he wanted to mention that. If you do happen to park your cars outside, are the windows and moonroof closed? Again, he's had to stop podcasting before to go close his moonroof. Well, okay, w wait a minute here. Okay, so on both of those issues, this could be any podcaster. So the garage door closed. I've had solicitors that have actually walked into my house through the garage 
and I've had to get rid of them during recordings before. So if the garage door is closed, they or neighbors, neighborhood kids, whatever, can't get in there, and then you don't have to deal with them. They, yes, they can come to the front door, but you just don't answer the front door. If they're in your garage, it's a little bit different. As far as the cars go, just like it is right now, it wasn't raining when we started our call, but it's raining now. So if I happen to have had my car, it's a hot summer day, my car was outside and the moonroof was open or whatever, I would be hosed. This happens to people at work all the time. Just make sure it doesn't happen to you when you're recording your podcast. But there is still a lot of time to be taken during recording. You're going to have to do things over from time to time. You're going to have to do retakes, just like it was in the How I Say My Podcast story. And if you really want to post refined content, there's going to be a lot of those. If you're doing an audio drama, that's just the course of things. If you're voicing for an audio drama part, you know you're supposed to do several takes of the same line. So that is just part of the job. If you're doing a podcast recording and you run into a little flub, like Steven and I do all the time when we're live recording, check us out at geeks.live when we live record normally Wednesdays at eight o'clock PM Eastern, five o'clock PM Pacific time. And you will see that we will have to do retakes because it makes Steven's editing job a little fancier, a little bit better. And full disclosure there is because we do video podcasts, we need to edit things like that. So we need to do the retakes and, and Steven needs to shift the camera angle and stuff like that in order to get things done right. And that's just part of the thing. You're just going to have to do retakes. And if you're just doing an audio podcast, you want to get the inflections right, just as Steven said before. So yes, you're going to have to do retakes or you're going to learn that you're going to have to do retakes. You might even have to stop and play back sections to hear how it sounded. And if you're listening to a live podcast, you just heard us do that because Steven was running into a recording issue. So that does happen. It happened right here in this podcast, not less than five minutes ago. And there is also my name pronunciation issue. And full disclosure on Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., there have been times where I mispronounce a name several times. The ladies help me pronounce it correctly. I say it correctly and move on. And then you who are listening to the final product, do not hear any of that because I just say the name correctly and I sound like a genius, which I'm not. It's all editing, let me tell you. <laughs> but once you've recorded, the process, the recording process, isn't really done. Even if you're not ready to move to the next steps, you want to confirm that the recording session was valid to make sure to protect yourself. Yes, there have been times where I've recorded an entire podcast and the recording wasn't there. It wasn't just a little two-minute snippet like at the beginning of the podcast with the How I Saved My Podcast story. It was the entire podcast. So we had to re-record it. Really, I hate doing that because the spontaneity is gone there. And for example, you can also load the file into your computer and make sure it's the right file that you're loading. And yeah, there have been times where I have loaded up the wrong file and that has caused us to have to go back and load the correct file. So one of the backup plans that I have in place for that is I take the SD card that is in my Zoom H6 at home and I take it with me so that I actually have all the files with me in case this has happened. And it has happened before where I need to upload the correct file so that Steven can get the podcast out or whoever's editing the podcast can get it. I think I happened to Nightwing once too on Starlink Tribune. And if you're podcasting with others, as we were saying, there could be a file exchange, like I've been sending my file to Steven or Nightwing in the past and Starling Tribune. This is also going to take time, and it might take even more time if you do any sort of pre-processing yourself. Say you know that your producer isn't going to do the effects the way that you want them done before you send it off, or say you're doing an interview and you don't know what the production process is on the other hand, but it's a double ender. They allow you to record your own audio and it's just time that you have to spend pre-processing the file with the effects. And this does take time. It doesn't matter what editor you're using. If you render a file and you use heavy effects, it's going to take time. So you're just gonna have to build that into your episode time. And uh, Stephen, what are some of the recording 
timelines that we have for better podcasting that we'd like to share with our audience? Well, let's start off with how long it takes us to record an episode. Like we generally try to clock in around 60 minutes, but anybody that goes and watches the live version will know that we actually end up being at the microphone uh, with just the main key part of the show being about an hour and 15 minutes when it's all said and done because of the fact that there are errors or things that come up. But with us here for Better Podcasting, because we do a live stream, we also plan to end up having a bit of post-show chat. We think that that's a nice way to say thanks, people, for spending your time watching us live, watching all our mistakes. So we end up having to add a little bit of padding there. So that turns in, well, one-hour episode turns into an hour and a half streamed. But before that, we have a whole bunch of things that we connect and we end up meeting and we chat, which runs about half hour that SP mentioned previously. So really all said and done, every single episode, SP and I are together connected for about two hours. But there are things that we talk about after we shut off that live stream, which is things like the file exchange that SP mentioned and whatnot. And, And sometimes he does that while we are live streaming, but there's always a bit of post recording chatter. So really each episode, it actually boils down to SP and I are connected, connected together for pretty much over two hours, every single episode that we do, unless we're doing a shorter episode. And that doesn't count the stuff that we're doing not connected before we even dial up each other. So we just wanted to share that because it's an example on this show here, how a one hour show ends up being you know, upwards towards two and a half, three hours, all said and done for each of us each week for the recording section alone. I was just going to say, and that doesn't even account for the preparation time. So just the live recording preparation time, for example, for this episode, I had to take an hour out of my time to set up the room, set up my microphones and everything, because this is not my usual setup. I've got cords everywhere. I got my Zoom H5 in my left hand. I actually elected to go because I was driving here, elected to go with a floor microphone stand instead of the desk mounted stand for a lot of reasons. It clears up space on the desk. Plus I can get the microphone just the right distance from me versus that table stand. But if I fly somewhere, I don't have space for this. So I got to take the table stand. Anyway, it all takes time to actually set up. And that is just the recording gear setup. That's not even including the show notes, which I think for this episode, I think collectively we put in at least two hours on the show notes for this episode, if not more. And that's not even including the idea uh, generation concept, which took a uh, better part of a couple of weeks coming up with this. Uh, it wasn't like two constant weeks, but it was <laughs> often on conversations that were, okay, what are we going to do this week? What are we going to do this week? What are we going to do this week? And because this was kind of an add-in, we had to decide to shift some content in the future and, and stuff like that. So that all took time for us to get through and not to mention maybe actually reading up on some of these things. This is a topic that we're very intimately uh, involved in, so not so much research with this, but like I said, with the episode two weeks ago, there's a lot of preparation time. So I would say collectively between the two of us, uh, or each of us individually, actually, we're at least putting in two and a half hours, if not three or four hours of prep time before we even sit down to record. Well, once you've done recording, good thing is that it's all magically done. It's all out there, ready to go. There's no more steps. Oh, wait, there is. And let's move on to actually one of my favorite, truly one of my favorite things, which is the editing process. And the thing with the editing process is that it does take time and it takes a variety of time depending on how much editing you do. And this was actually the, the key part of the discussion that started this whole topic in our discord last week and people were discussing how much it took time or how much time it took them to edit and the editing process can be very time consuming because it can involve a bunch of repetitive actions for example you might end up having to go and splice things and then uh, shift them back edit undo and then try again it can be a very repetitive process even professional podcast editors tend to find out that they will fall asleep from time to time while they're editing because it does get very repetitive. And yes, we do know that this has happened to at least one of the editors that listens to this show. They've talked about it with us. We will leave them nameless. 
And they've actually talked about it openly, but uh, it wasn't directly to us or on our show. And yeah, okay, I I won't go any further there. (laughs) Do your research. Some examples of the time-consuming editing actions include re-recording pieces. If as you go through your own show, you might need to go and re-record something or playing back a section, just trying to make an edit point seem somewhat natural. Maybe trying to fix or restore something that got messed up during the recording for reasons outside of your control. Or maybe even mastering in mixes like sound effects or mood music, depending on the show. Some form of sound design. This can take time to not only do the actions, but also the research, like finding the music that is royalty free that you are legally allowed to use in your production. That whole uh, area of adding music and sound effects is a whole other level of editing that takes a lot of time. Really depends on how you edit, though, about specifically how long it's going to take you to edit. For example, with me here, with this show on the guineageek.com show, I write down edit points as we go, and that's largely the edit points that I stay with. So it goes a lot faster for me than it does for SP, who goes and he works from the beginning to the end going and uh, making edits as he hears them. Both of them are going to take a lot of time because my example, I actually end up still previewing it back and usually doing a second pass based on some things that might not have been there in the first pass. So it definitely takes time in either method. Also, it does depend on if you're doing a video and audio show. If you're doing that, you might edit video differently than you do audio. I have gone through that in my SP Editing Walkthroughs YouTube channel. You can check that out and the process that's done there. But in terms of Steven's way that he's does it and he's writing down edit points as we're recording that just wouldn't work for the shows that I do. First of all, I'm a little less apt to be able to pay attention to multiple things like Steven is. So just me as a producer, I'm a little less capable of doing that than Steven is. If you're capable of doing that, more power to you. But also it would interrupt the conversation flow in the podcast that I'm doing. And that's part of the fun of doing a review podcast. So I just let it roll and then I fix it in post. Because I fix it in post, I'm listening one-to-one from the beginning all the way to the end and roughly takes me now about an hour for 10 minutes of content that's on average. Sometimes it's more, sometimes it's less. It depends on how much of a train wreck the episode is in the recordings versus how much uh, we actually do a good episode. And then it does also affect the editing time, how many co-hosts that I have. Like on Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., if we're fully booked, we have four co-hosts there. A little bit more editing time there because you're deconflicting audio as you're going. But for a episode of Starling Tribune, which is just like Michelle and myself, those are much, much easier to do because it's just two people talking. So the type of show that you have, how many people that you have, there's a lot of variables that roll into it. But I can tell you on a one-to-one basis, it takes me about an hour to do 10 minutes and that's just the way it is. And I wish I could make it a lot quicker, but just the way I do it, it's the way, it, how much it takes. So you need to build that time in as you are thinking about how much available time you have to podcast. All right. So now you've edited it. So people will just come to your house and open the file and listen to it. Right, SP? That's that's how it's done. So everything's all wrapped up at this point, right? And the millions of dollars start pouring into your bank account yeah. Uh, yeah. automatically. Mm-hmm. You don't have to put up a Patreon or anything. No, no, no. no. Oh, wait. There's also publishing and promotion. Oh. oh, that's an important aspect as well of the time aspect. SP, I know that you're all about promotions, uh, mainly giving me them. Uh, why don't you go ahead and talk about this section? Once you've completed the edit and you've got your file ready to go, you of course have to upload that. And if you're one of the grip it and rip it podcasters that just do a live recording and then you put the file up to your podcast media host, in some cases you're using the recording, uh, capability on your podcast media host, then it's a relatively simple thing. You just throw it up there and that's it. But for most of the people that are taking into account the best practices that we've assembled as part of better podcasting, you want to do several things along the way. 
you want to be able to promote your podcast and grow your show. So in order to do that, there's a lot of different things that you can do. First of all, we don't do that here on Better Podcasting or from what I remember anywhere on the guineageek.com network. But if you happen to have an email list, say that you're a company out there and that you are getting your podcast out there, you might have an email list of existing customers that you can utilize. Now, remember with the GDPR and with California's Privacy Act that's coming up soon, you're going to have to protect people's privacy as you do this. But if you do have a functional email list, that's a step that you're going to take once the episode is published to get it out to your listeners to have them actually listen to the show. Because just because you're subscribed to a show doesn't necessarily mean you're going to listen to it. This is just another opportunity that you can send out the uh, publication so that people have a chance to actually listen to the show. And if you have social media presence, doesn't matter if it's on subreddits, if it's on Facebook groups, which I don't have admittedly, or if it's anywhere like that, if it's on a forum or a Discord server, you'll want to be able to publish your episode to those social media places. And this takes time. So just on Reddit alone, let's take Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., for example. There's a subreddit for the S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show. So obviously, I want to publish it there. There are three podcasting subreddits, the podcast subreddit, the podcasts subreddit, one with an S, one without an S, and then the podcasting subreddit that is run by Big Nutty Bits. We talked about him quite a bit here. Those all have weekly posts that you can post your show there. So that is time that takes to publicize the show there. And if you have something a little bit more robust, uh, social media like Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, where you can repetitively promote the show, you'll want to make little snippets, little clips like audiograms. We talked about them before. You can do them via Alphonic, via Wave, W-A-A-V-E. You can do them on Overcast. There's a lot of different places that do audiograms or little snippets of video that you can insert audio into and make a nice, neat video share that you can throw up on social media. And that takes time to make those audiograms and to schedule them or just go ahead and throw them out there yourself. This whole process takes time. How much time? It really depends on how much you actually promote. If you just do the one tweet that automatically goes out when you publish your episode, that's not going to take much time. But if you want to hit the high traffic areas on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook every week, three, four, five days a week, it's going to take time to put that content together, to schedule it and push it out. I would say for me, if I would utilize all three of those social media experiences and I would make the audiograms all different for at least every day, if not every service, it's going to take me a couple of hours to do that every week. See, the time is just adding up and adding up. Now, on Better Podcasting, what we do is we share it on Twitter, we share it on Discord, we share it on Reddit in the podcasting subreddits. And that takes... Uh, a good, I would say an hour a week for me to throw those all together. And sometimes I don't always get it done. Sometimes Steven takes the reins there, but it does take time to do even what we do with better podcasting. And to address the publishing part, I would say that it takes me about an hour or so uh, just to go and take the files and tag them properly and get them uploaded and properly listed in Libsyn and then get it also listed on um betterpodcasting.com and on YouTube. By the time I do all of that, uh, it's, a, it's about an hour or so process for that alone. So it definitely, uh, we're splitting the work. We've talked about that before. It's important to split the work. And if you can, but it's still, that would be two hours worth of work for one person if we didn't. So definitely can take a lot of time. So what are some takeaways from this whole discussion now that we've run through many of these elements? Well... The length of time that it's going to take you to do an episode is going to vary, but it's going to follow the same general steps. So even though you might have one episode that takes you way, way too much time because you've had to secure interviews, you've had to trim them down, you've had to do a whole bunch of stuff, you might end up finding that although you have another episode that takes less time because there's less of that, they're still going to follow the general same steps the time will just vary from show to show. It's important to remember that it can be a very daunting task 
and you should really take a look at some of the best practices available for those different tasks so that you can help maximize the schedule. For example, like I just mentioned a minute ago, where SP and I divide up some of the workload for this show. Even if you're not doing one specific element that we've talked about here, for example, let's say you are one of those quote, grip it and rip it's where you don't do a lot of editing. Well, there still are other time consuming aspects in other steps of the process that it's going to take you time. So we just wanted to run through this today because again, on our discord server, we had a lot of chatter about time and we thought that it was very relevant to people and it was a good opportunity to start a conversation about this. And we want to hear from you. What sort of time do you put into your show? Feel free to get in touch with us through any of the ways, because we'd love to hear how long does it take you to do an episode of your show? You can always reach us at podcast at betterpodcasting.com. Head on over to Twitter at twitter.com slash betterpod. Go to facebook.com slash betterpodcasting or go to betterpodcasting.com slash discord to let us know because we want to know how long does it take you to do an episode. Welcome to this week's Better Podcasting Download. In the past week, there was an article that ran in rainnews.com about iHeartRadio launching a top 100 podcast list. I went over to iHeartRadio and I checked this out. It has every week it changes for the past two months. I don't know if they're going to continue the availability of that top 100 list over time or if it's just looking back those 60 days or eight weeks, but they are there. Now, there is a couple of caveats here. Uh, First of all, there are uh, there was no news article on iHeartRadio, so there was nothing to describe exactly what was going on. It was simply a list of the top 100 shows on iHeartRadio over the course of the past week. And there's a drop-down menu that you can go into each of the past weeks. It does change from week to week. This is not the only like top list out there. We've been talking for years about the iTunes top charts. Yes, I'm going to say iTunes because that's what it was from a long, long time. You'll see the same thing in Apple Podcasts if you want to check there as well. Uh, also, there's new articles out there like Chartable and PodTrack has listed some of these top charts out there as well. So iHeartRadio is not alone in this, but they're coming at it from their perspective. PodTrack is coming at it from their perspective. There's limitations in all of these. iTunes or Apple Podcasts comes at it from a certain perspective. And part of that perspective is actually it can be personally manipulated, and just like the news, new and noteworthy or the highlighted podcast. So there, there hasn't been transparency in the algorithm that's been used on any of these other than you can see what's missing. Like, for instance, uh, there is certain shows that aren't hosted on iHeartRadio that just won't show up or not available on iHeartRadio that just won't show up because, well, it's not part of their top 100. You can't listen to it. And there are issues with each and just take it with a grain of salt. Now, here's our take on better podcasting, because we're here for you, the hobby podcasters say, well, does it really matter? Because you will see a lot of people go nuts over being in the top of whatever chart it is because they think it leads to more downloads. Well, the sad part of this story is, yeah, it will. It probably won't lead to as many downloads as you think it will, but it will lead to more downloads. However, you're not going to get those more downloads. You're not going to sustain that high level in the list unless you create good content first. So once again, don't obsess about the top list. Obsess about your ability to make great content. That is going to be most of the issue that gets you to the point where you can actually be part of these lists. It's not the only qualifying factor, but if you don't have that, you're not going to be able to sustain being on any of those lists for a while. And all these lists are going to actually promote in-house content, whether it's Spotify, Pandora, perhaps even Amazon Alexa at some point in time. We saw Audible go out of the podcasting space. They're now back into content creation space. I don't know if it's going to be podcasts or not. 
So they're all, if they have a list, it's going to be the benefit of their in-house. So you might get slated on a list because you're not in-house for that, especially if you're a hobby podcaster and independent out there. So yes, these will drive additional traffic to your show, but make sure you have that great content. So Stephen, I'm interested in your perspective on this. What do you think about these top lists, whether it's iHeartRadio or any other space out there? Truthfully, I think that there's always going to be a level of you have to be in the right circles for any of these things. And I think that that's going to be more and more apparent as you see more and more companies come into that. And I think that until you get a couple of key bodies and things like that, you might end up having it where results are very drastically different. You could have somebody who doesn't even make the charts on one, but they're way towards the top on on the other. Um, and also with how fractured, I believe, podcast listening space is, and is I think it's getting worse when you've got people who are only listening on Spotify, or you've got people only listening through their app or things like that. If you do have people who are primor- primarily listening through iHeartRadio, well, then obviously things are going to be tainted based off of what's on iHeartRadio, that sort of things, right? And so I think we're going to see a lot of fracture as such. I think if you were to just sort of stand back and objectively look at something that's been around in the space for a long time um, and sort of the way that you really do see a level of filtration, it's, you know, the podcast awards. The podcast awards, uh, we've talked about them before, they've been around for a long time. But the nomination, there's always a fee on there. I think this year is 20 bucks. So obviously that, we'll call it a chart. It's not really a chart. It's an award. But let's say the concept's sort of the same. It's going to be filtered by the people who are willing to cough up 20 bucks to get on that. So there's always going to be this level of filtration. And as such, I think you'll see the, the list vary because there isn't any core independent body sort of thing that is really taking the charts uh, by storm. I don't know. A little bit of it also gets into the fact of the definition of a podcast, because some of these apps, like let's take Audible, for example, they, when they were doing podcasts, they weren't distributing their podcast via normal RSS feed. They were just doing it within Audible. Is that really a podcast? Well, maybe, maybe it depends on your definition. There's people that there's YouTubers out there that have YouTube channels and they call it a podcast. Well, it's not a podcast. It's a YouTube channel, but they call it a a podcast. So it really goes into what the popular definition by the consumer is going to be for a podcast. And then it depends on where things are being consumed. Like you were saying, now more than ever, we have all these streaming contents available We have content that is ripped from the actual TV and thrown on a service like Hulu or Netflix or something like that. We also have originals on Netflix or Prime or Hulu has originals now too. So just the TV space, they it's it's how do you define TV? What what are our kids gonna call it? Are they gonna say what's on the stream or are they gonna call it what's on the TV? What's on the two? I don't know what they're gonna call it in 10, 20 years. It's gonna be completely different. First of all, there are no tubes and TVs anymore. There shouldn't be. <laughs> and second of all, TV channels, the broadcast TV might not exist in 20 years. I don't know. I guarantee we have one listener that is completely scratching their head going, What's what's on the tube? What do you mean the tube? Tube socks? I guarantee we have one listener that has no idea what that reference was. Yeah. So just FYI, in case you're that one listener, a uh, tube is actually the guts that was behind early televisions. They weren't flat panel uh, TVs. They weren't LCD screens or anything like that. They were tubes. And that's how the name tube came out and there was a bunch of derogatory terms that came out there too, like boob tube and stuff like that. But yeah, the tube is what people used to say, like not even that long ago, maybe 10 years ago, it was like, okay, what are you going to watch tonight? What's on the tube? And that was a saying, and that's not going to be a saying anymore. By the way, do you, do you like how I said tube socks instead of the obvious play for the younger generation, which was YouTube? Do you notice that, yeah. you notice that I went to tube socks, which people yeah. are probably also going, what, what's Steven talking about? Tube socks. Uh, fun fact to this day, I have you, uh, tube socks, especially in the winter. Yeah. Okay. But, but to get back to these top 100 lists or these top chart lists or, or whatever, yeah, it's going to be more and more segregated 
and it gets into what is a podcast and what is not a podcast. So we're just here to report it as it comes and give you best practices to be able to uh, make the best of your podcast. And I would say, without a doubt, Stephen, our number one advice would be make great content. That is the number one thing. After that, then worry about the top lists. And I will say that after three, four years of doing this, neither of us really care about whether better, better podcasting or better, better podcasting <laughs> ends up on the the list. I mean, we don't care if we're number one or 100. As long as the hobbyists that need the information find us, then we're fine with it. And I think also there is one thing worth considering, which, uh, as we mentioned, we stream this live uh, when we do record. And it's a point that uh, over on our mixer, we've got Days Franklin, who is saying that uh, they need to merge the services better so that I can watch streaming services, podcasts and regular TV in the same guide. I think that's also going to be an evolution that we'll see this whole chart thing switch as well if you do see some more consolidation. And I think we're starting to see that with things even like Apple TV and whatnot. And where we are starting to see some of these uh, services all playing together. Like if, if you look a couple of years ago, we had division between things even like uh, Netflix and Prime Video and they're playing nicer. Even recently, I think it was today, uh, we're recording this July 9, 2019, YouTube app is finally coming back to Fire TV. So you're starting to see things play a little bit better. And I think that that might possibly lead to some of that cross pollination of streaming service podcasts etc which could become its whole whole chart thing could you imagine if there was a chart where podcasts were ranked with other streaming content that would be incredible and it could head that way if all of a sudden apple was like here's our apple tv chart it, it, it could be a whole other ball game as far as charts go we want to know what's your thoughts on all of this. Please get in touch with us through any of the ways you can go ahead and you can tweet us at BetterPod. But the best place, I think, would be to email us a video clip for our video side of things, which is podcast at betterpodcasting.com. Yes, you can email us, but we'd love to have a video clip for the video side of our show. And then maybe we will share it in a future Better Podback. All right, where are we going to kick off the better pod back with this week? We're going to kick off with an iTunes review. Yes, I'm going to say iTunes because that's where I actually caught it, although you can see it also on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> so it's an iTunes review of this show. It was by Philip San Antonio, and it was just a couple of days ago. It was a five-star review titled One of the Best. Philip says, honestly, this is one of the best podcasts ever. This one and Audacity Podcast are my faves. Philip, thank you very much. If you happen to have a podcast, let us know what it is so that we can talk about it on a future show. And for anybody that wants to leave a review in Apple Podcasts, we will talk about it on the show in the future. But please make sure you leave your show in there so that we can talk about your show as well, because we are here for you. Let's move on to the Discord conversation that spurred this whole topic this week and uh, talk a little bit about some people's editing structures that they follow. It all started off with Damien the DM saying possible controversial opinion and Steven and SP might even be in this crowd. Oh, Damien, how dare you accuse us of that? You see, he says, but I have been following an editing time thread and I just don't understand the camp that thinks you should have a negative ratio of editing time to audio. People say 0 0.5, 0 0.75, 1 to 1. I know my own show is a bit of a special case because we tow the line of audio drama when it comes to production, but how can people actually be okay not at least doing a one-to-one -one and actually hearing the whole recording? Just blows my mind there are people posting episodes when they don't even listen to the whole thing. And let's go through some of the responses and kick it off, SP, with Waffles' response. Yeah, Waffles, who is Chris from the podcast on the network called Play Comics, he said, all right, so if I'm taking meticulous notes and writing down every time stamp, etc., where edits need to be made, it makes sense to me. Or if I'm playing it back faster than one times, then it makes sense, especially if you listen to things faster than 1x anyway. That being said... I'll listen to the thing at 1x while editing and edit front to back as opposed to back to front that I imagine you've had to do with timestamp notes so your timestamps don't move with the edits. 
first of all, very good tip there, waffles. But yes, uh, it just does depend on how you edit. And it depends on like what kind of show, what kind of hosts you have. Like if you're a radio show, like if you're recording a radio show and then they just use that as a podcast afterwards, it's going to be way different editing than what you might do for your show, or what I might do for my show. Zachary Webb responded and he said, my editing ratio is usually three to one since I have a relatively short show. Having a template has really helped me speed it up. Yes, editing templates are great if you can use them in your editor. We also had Dorabelle Productions say, my editing takes forever and is tedious. I listen back at one to one because I like to remove all the pops and clicks that D click misses. I can't hear them if I listen to it sped up. I suppose dropping markers while I record and editing at 1.5 times speed might allow me to finish sooner. Jonathan Bloom said, I edit, but I edit my long show sped up just so I don't get bored and edit everything. My mind can wander sometimes. And uh, Zachary Webb responded to this saying, I usually listen back at 1.25 speed, but since Audacity changes the pitch, that's the highest I can go. If you're, well, is it the highest you can go when you're talking <laughs> like this? If you are compiling when you listen back, uh, fun fact, I wanted to dust off the wonderful Microsoft, um, uh, what's the name of it now? I, I can't think of it. Windows Media Player, that's the name of it. You might want to dust off Windows Media Player because Windows Media Player will do up to two times with pitch correction just fine. Mark D continued and he said, my editing time can vary between 1.5x and 2x the length of the podcast. I listen at 1x speed, but I also get bored after about 20 minutes and end up letting things slide because I'm daydreaming, reading something online, etc. But my raw takes are also full of random noises, ums, and the like. Fun fact, the guy that I learned to podcast from originally, if he was time crunched, he would edit the first 20 minutes of the show and he would edit the last five to 20 minutes of the show and everything in the middle, he didn't edit at all. We also had five spot Joel say definitely one-to-one. Never know what you'll find that you didn't hear while recording. And lastly, we had... God, this guy is pretty incredible. Like, I just, I don't it's even know how people can, can it's be self promotion. It's he, just, uh, he's I just such don't a get good it. guy. Like, you talk to him and you're like, man, I feel honored to, to be knowing really? this guy. This, I think he's annoying and I want to delete all his posts. Well, you go ahead and read the last one out. It's from Stephen Jonder. <laughs> and he said, related editing BP 188 right now twitch.tv slash Stephen John Drew. So for those that don't know, Stephen has been like I used to do on my SP editing walkthroughs, which I might return to at some point in time. But Stephen has been doing that on Twitch. So you can catch his live edits and you can see how he edits and how it is different from how I edit. I mentioned this a long time ago that I was was asked to do that a while ago too. And uh, just because people wanted to see the differences and took me forever and it was only like last last week that i woke up and i'm i was for better podcasting i was like you know what i gotta do it i gotta get it going i'm gonna stream it and i also am continuing to do it because it's helping me uh escalate diagnosing some weird audio technical issues that we've been having with the live stream so i'll keep doing it for a while even if it's fairly boring and there are issues and whatnot it'll at least help hopefully me diagnose some of those issues But that's going to go ahead and wrap it up for this show. If you have other things that you would like to talk about with us in the future, please head on over to our Discord at betterpodcasting.com slash Discord. We would love to hear from you and hear what's going on in your world of your podcast. And if you got a question for us or you wanted a little bit more, we'll call it official or formal, email us to podcast at betterpodcasting.com. And when you do that, please include the name of your podcast because we are always happy to give a little plug and plug as long as the name is G-rated. And if there's a topic that you would like for us to cover, please let us know. We're really excited about the next couple of weeks if things come together and that should be a good couple of weeks. But if you have a specific topic that you want us to cover, go ahead and hit us up or start a conversation up in Discord and we might jump it to the top of the list to cover and you can get your answer 
in a lot more detail than you would over an online conversation. So we look forward to hearing back from you. And Stephen, I just want to say thank you very much. I know you're on a tight timeline to get this one out. I just want to say in advance, thank you for editing this one. You're going to need it. I am going to suffer. And if you want to see why we've said this, you always want to check us out, which is usually live on Wednesdays at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. That's 5 o'clock p.m. Pacific time at www.geeks.live. That's our main landing page. But sometimes you can find us over the interwebs. We do stream to several different places, and we do our best to try to keep an eye on chat rooms where possible. But uh, geeks.live is the primary. And who knows? Maybe that'll shift in the future where we'll end up uh, just going and streaming directly to SP's streaming service, which doesn't exist yet. So for episode number 189 of Better Podcasting, I'm Stephen John Drew saying, please come by live sometime. It's always great to hear from you. And I'm SP saying thank you very much for all the feedback. We look forward to hearing from you in the future. See you guys next week. Bye. See ya. for checking out another episode of Better Podcasting. You can find the full back catalog of Better Podcasting at betterpodcasting.com. If you're into geeky podcasts, please check out the other podcasts on the Gunna Geek Network at gunnageeknetwork.com. This show was produced and edited by Stephen John Drew of Gunna Geek Productions. Voice work was done by L.W. Salinas. Thanks again for listening or watching. And we hope to see you again next week.